Oh yeah, I'm Barry Moran and you're listening to Mayo Are Back. Howie lads, Con Mort here, Mayo Are Back. Look at guys, you're listening to one of the best podcasts I've ever heard. It's Mayo Are Back. Angelina Nugent speaking, just wanted to say Mayo Are Back. Hello, this is Kim Jong-un and welcome to the Mayo Are Back podcast. How do you? Pope Francis here. Mayo Are Back. Mayo Are Fucking Back. Let them say what they like about Mayo people, but Mayo supporters are the best supporters in the world. Of the league. Well, how do? How do, folks? What an occasion. What a day and what a time to be sending out a podcast after a final as well for a change. Unbelievable to be here. Normally by the time the final comes around, that marks the end of things for Mayo are back and indeed the inter-county counterparts. It usually actually leads into the busiest time of year when club rivalries take hold again. The players begin to hate each other. But not after this final. No. After this final, we're on for bigger and better things, guys. You're listening to what should be, undoubtedly, the most positive Mayo are back podcast you're ever likely to hear, guys. We're in a great mood, both myself, TJ, and the man to my left, the man known colloquially around the county Mayo as Fat Larry. It's not going to be easy, though. I'm going to put it this way. I'm not sure how this is going to go i'm not sure what i'm going to say i don't think we can really find a way to give out about things but i'm sure we'll find some things to to vent our anger about. well if you do i'll be keeping you in check because i believe positivity is the way forward we've seen what james horgan has been able to do with a bit of a positive mental attitude i believe everyone in mayo could learn something from that and this group yep absolutely what a day what an unbelievable result crow park last sunday I suppose for anyone who's not sure what we're referring to, we're talking about the league final, which took place in Crow Park last Sunday, Division 1, where Mayo came out on top as victors in a 3-11 to 2-10. It was a two-point hammering. A two-point hammering, unbelievable result. For our own sake, a couple of things that I took from the game. I suppose it was lucky in a way for us that we don't possess a marquee forward to lead Mm. us up front because... As we've seen throughout the league and over the last four years under James Horn, we don't do well with big leads. The game the last day, we were always just a little bit ahead. We were behind for long periods. You know, it was unbelievable to see Mayo come from behind rather than be pegged back for a change. Well, look, um, we've seen Mayo getting pegged a lot in the last couple of years, but... It's one of those scenarios where if we're behind, there's a good chance of us coming back. If we have an 8, 9, 10 point lead coming down the stretch, we're fucked. So yeah. it was great that we timed our assault the last day. We got ahead just before the end. And you saw with Clifford's late goal chance, had that game gone on for any longer and they probably would have caught us. So we were lucky to get in and out like we did. Yeah, you really do get the feeling as well that this group of players, we've seen, you know, probably the birth of... A lot of new stars in this Mayo team. You know, guys coming in off the bench. It was lovely to see us actually have subs that come on and actually do something for a change. Yeah. You know, we've been very used to seeing subs come on and suck the life out of the fans. But, you know, young fellas coming off the bench like your Tracy's. Fabulous. You know, Tracy, 
young Cullen Boyle came on. Mm. Um, big future big, ahead of him. Big David Drake coming in, making an impact. And of course... The Great White Hope. Yeah, the Great White Hope. The man himself, number 25. Fist and Adney Morning. Oh, wow. wow, man. Man alive. Mr. Steelio Jim. He came yeah. on and he showed us... He showed us what he's about, Fat Larry. He was excellent. Oh man, this guy, you know, such a bright future ahead of him. You know, and just a new just new opportunities just propping up all over the place for him now, you know, starting his new venture in his new gym, you know, mm. a big, a lovely free building for himself there. You know, he's going to uh He's going to be dominating the scene for years to come. We're not going to... This isn't the last we're going to see of him. And whatever about Mr. Steelio Jim, we should talk about his clubmate while we're on the topic as well. What about Mr. Steelio Child, David Drake, the last day? Uh, it was unbelievable to see. There's some beautiful pictures. We're looking here at the front of the Connacht ah, wow. inbreds. Um, a picture of Adney Mornan, uh, his brother-in-law, and his sister's children. Her, her son, Jennifer's son and daughter. Hang on, it's actually, it's a picture of Andy and his brother-in-law, Drake. And Drake is there with holding his brother-in-law's son's sister's mam's child in the picture. It was unbelievable to see, though, at the weekend, where, you know, the sight of a child obviously brings it straight up onto the big screen. Oh, yeah. It was unbelievable just to see 20 or 30 seconds of constant Drake up on this up on the screen. You know, you just couldn't write this shit. Ah, sure, look, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Apart from, I wasn't too far away from the Goose Garrity, and he was less than impressed with the standards of the stewards in Crow Park. As he said himself, kids would never be let next or near McHale Park. However they get out onto Crow Park, I don't know. I mean, those two kids were on the pitch and Tom Parsons wasn't allowed. They're not panel members. They don't put the time in and train. They're not recovering. It's a disgrace that those two children were let on and yeah. our God, TP wasn't. Like I was sitting there looking disgrace. at the big the big prints left on the ground after uh, Ollie. Young, young Ollie running around on the pitch. Now granted he was doing... Ollie was, the size three boots. He was doing... Up. He's lovely, lovely little bootings on him here. But look, he was doing a lot more moving than his old fella anyways. But great, was nice great day for the kids. They've been through enough, as have we all. So nice to get the day in the sun. The Goose Garrity, though, I might add, was delighted with the standard of refereeing. Really? We can all agree on that. Um, he never refed a game that good in his life. You know, and Captain Jermyn uh, O'Killian pointed to it at the end. Very high standard of refereeing. You know, nice to get on the end of a few nice breaks for a change. We've been used to getting shafted down through the years. So, Yes, we have. we have been shafted more times than we would like to recall by this Mayo side but for once they left us satisfied and smiling at full time yesterday and I have to say it was a happy ending for all of the fans involved now before we delve into it anymore and we will be doing that in the second part of the podcast don't worry about that what we're first going to do is take a little trip back down memory lane we're going to go back to last Sunday and you're going to hear chat that myself and Fat Larry had in the bowels of Croke Park at full time. All aboard the Mayo Doo 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 train. Terrible chant. Mayo Doo Doo Doo. Mayo Doo Doo Doo. Mayo Doo Doo Doo. Mayo, doo, doo, doo. <laughs> 
their captain Mayo, Dermot O'Connor. Well, there it is, folks. You've heard it all. The sign says Cogorgicus Mayo. Mayo are the champions. Mayo are the winners of the league for 2019. Now, Fat Larry is joining me here. It's the first time we've stayed in Crow Park after the final whistle ever. And it's quite a nice place to be, Fat Larry. The scenes I'm witnessing in front of me here, just there is a joy to behold. You've just got a sea of green and red inbreds all over the place crying they're hugging each other they're oh they're waving flags this is just unbelievable stuff um, i don't think anyone wants to go home i don't think anyone will go home i certainly going to stay here for the next hour or two now and just soak it all in mayo is set to enter lockdown mode for the next seven days there won't be a tap of work done we can assure you that between now and september very disappointed, I have to say. I thought we were going to see a pitch invasion. I was, I was disgraceful. Was Unbelievable scenes. What a performance! All of the fans who didn't invade the pitch should be ashamed of themselves. Not without fault, though. Fans were very quiet for large portions of that game. It was only when things got going towards the end. Chanting could do with some work, but listen, you look, you know, it's only the league. We have a lot to work on as a group of supporters, you know, and we'll take the lessons from today and we'll bring them forward, you know. Yeah, as you heard yourself there, a lot of Mayo, Mayo, Mayo coming down the final stretch, and I don't think any of that was helpful. Going forward, it'll have to be the Mayo do-do-do approach. But for today, and for the league this year at least, and at most, it's Mayo's Cup, and I think it's fair to say that it's Mayo's year. I've got to say, I think we're going to do it now. And did it without a marquee forward as well. I didn't think many people would see that day. He's still injured. He's still injured, but he'll be back for the championship. Incredible to see. We've got to the stage now where we're just giving lads debuts in league finals and they're coming out and putting on man-of-the-match performances. What a performance from that big guy, James Carr. An inbred stronghold. A new inbred stronghold for us. We've been looking for a big man from Arda for years. They've been, he's been causing wreck in junior championships for years now and now we get to see that in Crow Park unbelievable just as you say that Fat Larry something's after catching my eye there Andy Moran and the two kids running around in centre park full of movement you know I'm looking at the two kids there and they seem to have a bit more movement than he had himself when he came on but look at his daughter is running rings around him here that's no surprise but listen Andy is all about just getting the ball the cool calm head you know he hasn't got much movement left but what a day for him. Delighted for Andy as well. He deserves it. And the last note, what a fist. Incredible. Listen, it was meant to be, you know. We've been saying it for long enough. It's the only way to win all Ireland's more fisting. Well, that's it for today, folks. This is TJ here, which I'm signing off. All I can say at this present moment in time is Mayo are back. Wow. Listen, guys, if I said I thought we were going to do it, I would have been lying. I never thought we were going to do, do, do it. But in fact, we went out and we did, did, did it. I was fully convinced we weren't going to do it. I'm not going to lie. Fair play but to listen, the Mayo lads. Here, here we are now. Now, this was a team that did it that was, at the start of the league, some would have said, a team in transition. With good reason as well. Lots of lots of new panel players coming in, as we pointed out to the new guys. You know, you have your Andy Mourns, Cullen Boyles, these guys. But they made a good impact coming in off the bench throughout the league. Um, you know... Lots of lots of old boring faces, which is always nice to see. Always nice to see Horn bring back, you know, some guys, fellas like Jason Gibbons, these guys, 
Personally, I was disappointed not to see Endavardi back in the squad. He might be the missing piece of the puzzle. We'll get to that in a while. I think we're going to look ahead to New York now soon. Or Ricciofini. Or Ricciofini. Um, he's playing golf on the PGA Tour these days. Um, so I don't think he'll be in the reckoning. But another guy who we would have loved to have seen come back. But listen, all about the new guys. Unbelievable to see young James Carr from Arda. Anyone mm. who knows us here will know we have a particular fondness for big inbred strongholds in North Mayo. We're obviously we're big fans of Moigauna for various reasons. Of course. And um, we've had some good days down there. Don't forget we still haven't beaten Galway, so Pat Holmes is still very much in our thoughts. We have Wilma. won our first national title <clears throat> since Patrick's tenure, but I suppose Ultimately, we have yeah. to be Galway to lift that curse. What does it say, though, about this new crop of Mayo players that we have particular marquee forwards who have been playing for years, yet we hand a debut to a new corner forward in a national final and he shows up straight away? Well, look at Fat Larry. We were, our hands were tied. You know, as we said, it was a transitioning team. We didn't expect a whole pile out of them. For example, with Killian O'Killian's injury... We have been starved of cock throughout the league. Yeah. COC. We have been, we've missed cock for the entire league. So we've had to look at different options. We've looked at a variety of guys. There's two guys from, I suppose, what could only be described as a hotbed of male football. They're two St. Coleman's alumni and they're two good striking options. Darren Cohn and, of course, on the bench there, Dick Dixon. Those two lads, they, you know could show serious, serious pedigree to come over the year. And it's good that we have these options that we're not relying on cock and we're not, you know, dying for cock to come back into our lives again. Nowadays, more than ever, we all know you don't need it. No, that's you, fact. You know, you don't have to have it. Like, you know, it was, there was a time where it was, you know, we needed to have it week in, week out, every summer, you know, big days in September. But we've just shown that we can enjoy ourselves and we can, you know, we can put on a good display without cock. And one of the main reasons why you enjoyed yourself at Larry and Crow Park, you remarked to me afterwards, was you felt that Mayo employed a firm fist-first approach. Fist-first. A fisted score should count for more. I've always <laughs> believed that a fisted score here, here. should be two points, two points for a fisted point, and nine points for a fisted goal. I've always believed that. Uh, and now more than ever, I think we're finally seeing Mayo GA players, senior players, and Mayo are back working in tandem. We've been pulling against each other for the last couple of years. You know, different things have gone on. I think we're all on the same page now. And look where guys, it's got us. Guys, the way I see it, Mayo are back and the Mayo GA football team should have a symbiotic relationship. For example, ye pull from us, we pull from ye. When ye play well, our figures go through the roof. And you know, when we predict things and we call things and then it unfolds on the pitch in front of us, it fills us with joy. Yep, it absolutely does. It gives us that little bit of jizz to keep us going for looking forward to the next game now. I mean, I wasn't really, you know, I, I was... Wasn't looking forward to the big break between now and the first round of the championship, but this will give me give us that bit of a fill up that we need, um, and it'll give us that bit of that bit of a boost as we head on the plane to New York now, and I suppose, 
you know, as they say, it's all about the next game, isn't it? And, you know, we've been hearing that from Horn a lot. On the outside, he looked quite calm, you have to say, but deep down, I know well, he was delighted with that. And that approach, you know, nobody embodied the fisting style more so than friend of the podcast, dear, dear friend of the podcast, will be welcome on at any stage. Fisting Fergal Boland. Fergal was on, I, what would you say, probably once or twice in the first half. Glory beckoned for Fergal and down to the goal, the Hill 16 goal. He had two opportunities, I think, to bury goals with the boot. But, but he just wanted to get that, he wanted to get that little bit of air time. He took the right you know, option. And did what we wanted him to do. I would never, I would never uh, criticise anyone for taking a fisted score. So it would. It was lovely to win by four. To be honest, to young Tracy, I would have preferred a two-point win. He could have even done like a big, just a big, big fist, you know, and going down know. to the goal. I would have loved that. That would have made me a lot happier than the goal. And also it would have left us sitting on tender hooks as well. And Kerry probably would have gone down and scored. But here, listen, yeah, that's to the be risk honest, you take, isn't it? I probably would have left Crow Park more satisfied had there been a little bit more fisting towards the end of the game. Lovely to see... Uh, I'd go as far... I'm sorry to cut across you, Fat Larry, but I'd go as far as calling Kieran Tracy's actions in the latter minutes of that game an absolute disgrace. What was he thinking? Very unmayo-like stuff. That, you know, you expect to see this from guys from you know going for Gowl at that stage of the game Evan Regan screaming out for the ball inside him he would have been able to fist it over yeah. the empty bag with he, a lot more ease he would have only loved his chance to get on in the limelight as well and get his name on the score sheet but you know that's not how these things work you have to be ruthless and lastly we'll end on a, a fisting positive a fisting highlight really a personal highlight for me was Doc's goal the flying doctor himself flew through the air got a firm hand to that ball yeah. and smashed it into the empty bag Paddy knew exactly what he was doing he <clears> wanted <throat> to just drop that ball in knew, knew Doc was waiting there with the fist bang goal so good and we were fisting all the way up to the death Matthew Ruran uh, who you have to say what a cute little devil he is a gorgeous fella God he's so as well as everything else he's so bloody handsome yeah so stop. handsome he was doing a bit of scrapping and punching at the end there um, I saw him playing away with the kiddies after the game as well cute lad funnily enough when you seen himself and Patrick Durkin it took a 21 year old and a 23 year old to come in and show these Mayo lads how to actually have a pair of bollocks in Crow Park wasn't that an interesting an interesting thing to see yeah I think that's fair enough to say hopefully uh, hopefully more the these older guys can learn from the, the new breed and take it into championship now but on the whole, we can't really mention Matthew without mentioning his effect on the league as a whole and kind of on a more broader scale point, the effect that the Brafie Mafia have had on this current group. Well, you know, this is why, you know, they got Homelli, didn't like Homelli, they got Rochford, they didn't like Rochford. This was their plan all along. They wanted to get back the man who they knew that they could, you know, Basically, you know, Horn's merely a puppet for the Bravey Mafia, you have to say. They'll pick who they want. Championship, we've we've built arguably one of the strongest midfield pairings in Matt in Matthew and Aiden in midfield, but do not be surprised to see um Aiden go back to eleven and go to and have Matthew and Seamus in midfield come championship. Well there's talk of a four man midfield option where you'd get all four of the Bravey players starting in midfield and you'd have you know, 
for a long time, Fat Larry, the 16th man. Mm-hmm. But it's fair to say... Due respect. On Sunday, due respect must be shown. Must be shown. To Rob Hanelli. And I think from this point forward, he's going to be our number one man. Yeah, I think so. You know, we've only been... We've been waiting now for Davy Clark just to get pushed aside. He's been the weak link now for the last few years. Finally now we have a man who looks like he's ready to step into the breach there. Henley's time appears to have come. And the effects, We're delighted for him. Delighted the effects for him. of the hit that was put out on Clark last week against Monaghan really resulted in a start for a start for the goal for Rob and a tremendous, tremendous performance that followed and we couldn't be happier for him. So look we're, at you know our resources are strong there now. We've Clarkey, we've Rob Henley and we've Manuel Neuer as well to call upon if we need him. Overall, we can put this league, the successful league campaign down to successful orchestrating from the Mafia. Like one of the things that Horn would have come under a little bit of flack for earlier on in the season was picking such an inexperienced management panel. But I suppose when you've got that many managers on the playing yeah, squad already, yeah, exactly. with your Adoxes, your yeah. Killoxes, even the ones that aren't on the squad, the Alan Dillons, Michael Conroys, these fellas are still they're orchestrating very, they're, it. They're, they're wielding more influence than you think, or than we care to believe. But they're influencers. There's no need. You know, you just need one man. You know, the the mafia themselves requested only they requested just one main manager one man to deal with they struggled greatly with the joint manager Rochford didn't work out too well for them either so yeah I think we found the balance right between lots of on field leadership not much on the sideline and it's it appears to be working so far anyways will we leave it at that for part two I think so we'll be back in a bit listen guys a fabulous young crop oh, of guys I mean, you know I think we've got to look elsewhere. We've got to look for the divine. And under the, the current structure. Fluid type football, main fisting. What about the extra monies? When I hear this, guys, it just makes me sick. Mayo GAA, are, they're just completely gentrified right now. They're, they're so mainstream, it's disgusting. They need to go back, you know, they need to yeah. become a bit more hipster. They need I to think. go back to their gender-fluid ways in 96. Oh, how do, guys? Welcome back. And we're still, we can't get over it. We're reveling in the enjoyment here. Yeah. We're the two happiest inbreds you'll ever meet. Oh, this, you know, just can't get enough of it, you know. This must be, this is the most, un, you know, enjoyable of the Unwellness podcasts I think we've produced now in a long time. What are we on the agenda? I suppose at this stage, it's customary of us having looked within and looked back. Probably start time to to start looking ahead. I agree. What's on the horizon could be a very exciting year ahead. Hopefully a long one. It's more more good news for us. We'd like to be back winning a game in Crow Park when it actually mattered in yeah, August. Absolutely. And we'd like to be getting the ball rolling by winning our first game in New York in a couple of months. Or in a couple of weeks. It's getting close. It's getting close. We can't wait. Some of us are going. There's going to be a strong mayor back contingent, I believe. Oh, they um, will be uh, They will be making their presence felt over there. Don't worry about that. Obviously, it hasn't been easy. We've had to dig, dig very deep into the pockets. Obviously, you know, we... we, we because we like to do at times we like to pause throughout the podcast you know just for a little bit of music a little bit of crack you know some sound binds it would be nice if we were able to pause for a few words from our sponsors 
still don't have one of them. So for those nope. heading to New York, we've had to dig deep into the Mayor back uh, kitty. And I think we've just about come up with enough change to make it to New York. Won't guarantee us a ticket though. We'll talk tickets in a minute, but just in terms of sponsors, you know, there's another, some sort of a rival podcast to ours doing the round. I think it's a bit of a Mickey Mouse setup, but they've actually acquired sponsorship from Supermax. It's a bad act, lads. How dare you? I, th- I thought it was a sick a shame, act. Shame on Supermax more than the Western inbreds. Our problem is with Supermax. Okay. Because they've been using this podcast for free advertising for the last three years and we close our eyes for one minute and we open them and we see that they're now sponsoring the Mayo News. Well, you can go and sponsor the Mayo News and I can tell you it's the last time we'll be mentioning your franchise name on this podcast or your new inbred dating app and we will be seriously, seriously reconsidering where we're going to stop on our way up to Dublin for the next match. I swear to God, I'm talking about Balanalak there. Well, I mean, the only... It's in jeopardy. Yeah, you know, the only... I suppose the only whisper of hope we have in terms of getting some financial backing from somewhere you know hopefully maybe our good our old friend Alan Dillon might be able to pull some strings he's a he's a known he's a good friend of uh, FAI chief exec John Delaney who is flush with cash they've they've been wagging chin wagging a little bit in recent times they did meet up did they yeah they were raising funds for something or other I can't remember what it was so never matters it no. never matters what you're raising funds for hopefully those funds get sent somewhere shady as they usually do and what no shadier play, place to send those funds than our way and if you are sending ends in our way we do get a lot of nice messages and uh, we get a lot of nice contact with the fans and the fans know how important they are to this podcast Instagram at Mayo are back we're also on Twitter at Mayo are back Spotify have been in touch. They've contracted us out to work for Spotify anymore rather than SoundCloud. So you can get us there as well. And if you're not interested in sending, f- you know, financial backing somewhere, we, we do actually, we play a little bit of, we, we play some football when we have time. Even a pair, a few pairs of football gloves. There's a few lads going around there selling gloves. You know, we're pulling for ye lads. Let's, let's keep this, let's get this working both ways. Yeah, it'd be more in their line now to get fit or get on the panel than to be selling gloves. I think sunbeds... A lot will, of them. Yeah. Less time on the sunbeds. Yeah. And more time training. Exactly. Exactly. So hopefully... You or know, maybe guys, they could t- come up with a prototype, prototype, a pair of gloves you could wear into the sunbed that wouldn't damage your hands. You tan through the gloves. Sure, look at us. We're giving them ideas. Exactly. And they'll probably go and use it and we won't get any thanks, uh, but sure, look at... We're not doing it for the thanks and it's just as well that we're not. We're doing it though... For the tickets. And if there are tickets going to the game in New York, I'd like to put my name down for one. That's TJ. Um, I was looking there at the paper. There's a... Uh, Mike Kennelly was seen in the in the team photo at the end, which might I add was great to see. It was lovely to see him. Uh, a man who has had more... As much influence as any player over the uh, Mayo uh, senior team's performance of the last number of years. He was actually seen walking around the pitch with a little tin box which we're led to believe is full of tickets and he was just teasing Mayo fans. Oh, Can I just point out as well, I'm looking here, the treatment, I don't know if we raised it earlier, but the treatment of uh, Tom Parsons we mentioned about not getting on the field. What a shameless act by the county board to come out after the game. Here we are, lads. You got away with it for a while, but here we go. What did the county board do now? The county board, as far as I'm aware, distanced themselves from any claims that 
Tom Parsons had been mistreated by Stuarts in Crow Park. When clearly the pictures, they're here in the paper, would clearly suggest otherwise. You know, just absolute cowardly behaviour. We can't even, the county board can't even stand up for their own players. Never mind, I don't know. We'll be a long time waiting as fans to get anything back in return for our loyal support. You know, you may say you're going to New York. You may you may book your flights and maybe where you're staying and, and you think you're going to get on great, but like... If you have any intentions of going to the Mayo GA Foundation fundraiser, or the match for that matter, I mean, you're talking about a very select group of people getting in. I don't think the common inbred like myself, or Fat Larry, will have any chance of hopping the gate the in the Gaelic grounds the in the Bronx. You know. The common inbred at the grassroots level. With his ear to the ground. Not every inbred has a thousand euro to pay for an event, or to... Spend 25 grand to sit beside Aidan O'Shea and have him tell you how good he played in the league all night. No, thank you. That won't be me. But would I even be able to get into the game? I do not know. And that's one worrying thing about this Mayo GA team. We like our sport to be free to air, free to watch, free to play. Well, no matter how much of a fiasco that this uh, black tie dinner is the night before the New York game, it won't come near rivaling the fiasco of London in 2016 when Pat Holmes brought the Mayo team to a strip club the night before the London game. And obviously they came very close to losing that game. That story mightn't be completely accurate. There might have been a few things changed, but look. As you know yourselves, not everything you hear in this podcast is accurate. And don't forget, guys, everything is not as rosy as it seems. You know, you see all the, the pics of smiling players hey, hang and on hugging now. each hang other. Hang on. We said we were going to be positive. Okay, sorry. But just keep it in the back of your minds. Mm. On a positive note, though, we are looking forward to... There is There are some things looking forward to. Obviously, we have some club championship coming up in the coming weeks. But the event that I'm most looking forward to is is the Moigauna Mud Run, which is taking place at the weekend. Promises to be a great weekend out. Obviously, plugging for our guys down there in Moigauna. Get down there. Support the event. Spend your money down there, you know. Spend the night it's in the town. It's a beautiful part of the world. Fabulous. I'm sure there'll be parading James Bus around there as well. James on a. If there's on anyone the back else, the anyone else in that area of the club that's good enough, put your hand up. Get onto the Mayo panel. Furthermore, anyone else that has a surname that's also a mode of transport, we'd love to have you there. The car got around Crow Park at a great pace the last day. If there was a bus that could go straight up through the middle of them, and you could exploit what was described the last day as a, a hole the size of partry in front of the full back line. There's a hole there that needs to be filled and it's we've work to do yet. We're not the finished article yet now. But look, we're being positive. That's the main thing. And I suppose we've thanked the Mayo players. We've thanked the management. We've had our pop shots at the country broad. There's one man we haven't thanked. God. Our Lord. In this Lenten period. What did the Mayo players give up for Lent, Fat Larry? So the Lenten, uh, the Lenten vows of the Mayo players this year, they collectively came together. They agreed on something for once. They all voted. Uh, unanimously. Unanimously voted this time. That the Mayo team were going to give up losing for Lent. Mm-hmm. They're going to give that up for Lent this year. Um, unfortunately for us, All-Ireland finals don't take place during Lent. Unfortunately, we only had, I think it was a couple of games, one or two during Lent this year due but, to but, the but, new calendar. But with that very strong belief system in place and you've heard about guys like Fergal Boland and the the affinity they have with 
places in Mayo of real religious significance like Crowpatrick and Knock and these sort of guys. And really, I suppose the question I'm trying to ask is the effect of Father Mike behind the scenes at the moment. Father Mike of the former Mayo ladies manager. Mm -hmm. And current priest. Current priest. This guy, you know... I said it for years. He was like he was the man who I wanted, anyways, to come in and take over the the Mayo team this time. You know, uh, he is a man of God and a, and a man of football and a, a very strong uh, Mayo man as well. Gathered the Mayo players in Crow Park on the evening of the game, and he offered a mass slash tactical team talk, which seemed to do the business. It seemed to work on the night. It was all it was all ran off very well. You had uh, Father Mike said the mass. Uh, as far as I'm aware, you had uh, altar servers. You had uh, Connor O'Shea, David Drake, and Caden um, Crow. Caden Crow. They were flying the latter two yeah, in particular. They were. They did the. They were altar servers. Um, br- bringing up the gifts. Uh, the bread and the wine was brought up by uh, Aidan and Seamus and the money from the collection basket was brought out the back door by Killian. That was just, that was taken away into a secret location. Seemed to have good work, there was a really good choir, you had, uh, you know, uh, on uh, on solos you had um, Connor Diskin and uh, Fergal Boland. And you know it was a great occasion and you know this new uh, religious craze that has swept the Mayo team seems to be working. Well, without anything else to do, 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 it's time for us to love you and leave you. And of course, thank you. I want to thank the man to my left, Fat Larry. Thank you. I want to say Pleasure thank you to all of the inbreds listening in from Chicago to Clare Island and right across the four corners of the globe. From Bonnie Conlon to Ballyhonus and from uh, Manola to Bal. They'll be celebrating this one for a long time to come. We're going to leave you out in the only way we know how. Our favourite piece of radio in the last... maybe ever? Definitely the best bit of radio since Billy Tit said the curse was real. What we're going to be hearing here on the way out this evening is Michael D and Martin Carney, two of the best commentators in Arnold, given their take on a couple of incidents throughout the game. And between this now and the green and red of Mayo afterwards... Personally, I was disappointed that it wasn't played... Uh, it was only played three times. Yeah, the green and red of Mayo should have been played at least 33 times. Sickening to see all that modern pop music played as well. That makes me sick. I'm sure we leave it with that, folks. Slon do. Mayo are back. Andy Moore to kill Tracy, ball of the net. There's two men on the pitch making love, fitting ahead of each other. But no deserves that, if ever. We have played the four minutes of additional time. It looks as if this is going to be a surely Shane Ryan goes short kick out. That's it! That is it! Mayo, our National League!
champions for the first time since 2001. We have came here on so many occasions and finally, finally the door has opened and Mayo are bringing back national silverware. I can see it still. It's soft and craggy boglands, it's tall majestic hills, where the ocean 